From the Spinnaker Radio Studios, critics have said he has a face for radio and a voice for silent films, your host, Ben Gordon. All right, guys, it is about that time for the Doc G Show. About time to lock in a little Doc G. Get your weekly fix. With me this week is Claude Fly Till I Die Lathan. Claude, what's the deal, man? Hey, I'm I appreciate you knowing that I'm the flyest of them all. But, yes. Uh, man, I'm <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Good man, good. Uh, how's your week going? It's going pretty well. Uh, you know, it's it's NBA All-Star Weekend. It's that time of year, my favorite time. Um, everybody comes out. You see the celebrities and uh, the big shows. It's the, the only time you can appreciate, you know, the real aspects of basketball, um, like individual talents uh, mm. versus during the season. It's such a team aspect of the game. Lame. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later on in the show. We'll talk about a little bit of the uh, this past weekend's festivities. Uh, I've got to do something for this upcoming weekend. I've, uh, I've got to schedule a doctor's appointment. Say what? Oh, no. Well, you know, I, I just did a checkup. Nothing, nothing major. But I, I got to take advantage of my insurance. I haven't had insurance for too long. So, you know, I got to, you got a completely different outlook when you have insurance versus when you don't. You know, so when you have insurance... You're likely to wake up, and you might just wake up and be like, you know, sometimes I have a little congestion in the morning, and I just feel a little bit off. Maybe I should get that checked out by my doctor. Logical. You know? But meanwhile, if you don't have insurance, you wake up and you can be like, you know, most mornings I wake up coughing blood until I pass out, but after I regain consciousness, it doesn't usually happen again. So I think if it were anything serious... I know. I'd see a sign, so I don't think I need to go to see a doctor for this. Most illogical reaction. You you much rather ride it out when you don't have insurance. You know, it's sort of expensive. But when you got insurance, why not go to the doctor? You know. But I do have to say, I've lost a little bit of faith in the medical community. You know, because the last yeah. time I went to the the doctor, it it wasn't the best visit. You, you do, do tell. Okay, I will. Um, I I had a bump on the top of my foot out of nowhere. I looked down, and there was just this bump. And I was like, that's not good. Because, you know, usually when you see bumps on your body, it doesn't lead to good things out of nowhere. No. You know? So I um I did exactly what you shouldn't do in this situation. I uh, Googled it. No, 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 no. I, I, I need to lie down. And... Uh, <laughs> If you're if you're not a hypochondriac, that's the best way to become one is Google something that's wrong with you. Uh, but amazingly, in in my situation, I actually got useful information out of the Google machine, and it told me that it was a ganglion cyst. And after I looked at a couple textbooks I had, 
I was pretty sure. I was like, yeah, I think this is a ganglion cyst. But I wanted to make sure. I wanted to get a second opinion. So I went to my usual doctor. But my usual doctor was not there. So I saw one of the uh, partners, um, which was uh, Dr. Judy. Obviously, cousin to Judge Judy. Hit me with the joke drums. No? Oh, there we go. Okay. Um, You know, after the typical eight-hour wait that you brought up, and also during that eight-hour wait, you know, you have to list your symptoms to like 75 different people that apparently oh, yeah. they don't tell anybody else. I don't know who it's they're. The worst. I don't know who they're getting it for, but they're just like, "Hey, what are you? What, what are you here for?" And you're like, "Didn't I? Just, I just told." Oh, okay. And you tell them again, and then somebody else comes into the room. And they're like, "What's wrong with you?" And you're like, "What? <laughs> Didn't I? Okay, fine. I'll tell you too." But so anyways, I told everybody, and then Dr. Judy finally came in. She's like, all righty, what are we looking at today? I was like, well, I got a, I got a bump on my foot. She's like, uh, okay, let me check it out. I show her. She's like, hmm, that, that is a, that an interesting bump. I was like, I think it's a, a ganglion cyst. She was like, hmm, that's weird. I thought those could only be on wrist. Not on feet. I said, uh, uh, well, I I looked in a couple of textbooks, and they definitely said they can develop on feet. She looked at me for a little bit, and she looked at it again. She's like, all right. All right, well, let me Google it. She said, let me Google it. She, oh, man. she didn't even try to lie and say, like, I'm going to go check with a couple of our specialists or I'm going to refer to an expert text. Nope. Google it. And so I'm sitting there in the room after she left just being like, she really, she just told me she's going to go Google this. And then after like five minutes, she comes back and she's like, well, I'll be, I'll be darn. They can grow on your feet. So then we stood nodding at each other for like a minute in agreeance that they could be on feet. And then she looks at me <laughs> again and she was like, so what do you want to do about it? And I was like, what? Isn't that your job to tell me what to do about this? It's like going to your mechanic and being like, hey, I think there's something wrong with the, the brakes. And then them coming back and being like, yeah, there's something wrong with the brakes. What do you want to do about that? Like, that's your job. You're supposed to tell me what you would do. And so then then she's like, um, does it hurt? I was like, not, not that much, no. And she was like, all right, well, you should be fine. Okay. No, no way. Four years of undergrad, four years of medical school, several years of residency, and I got the same treatment plan that my brother used to give me when I hurt something and he didn't want to tell my mom because he didn't want to get in trouble. Does it hurt that bad? No? All right, you should be fine. That's what I got. That's what that's what Dr. Judy, cousin of Judge Judy, gave me. Was Crazy. That was it. That was the synopsis. You know, here on the Doc G Show... We have the perfect treatment plan for anything that's not actually a disease, disorder, or general problem. We have the perfect treatment plan for someone who wants to listen to a radio show. Only the best. With an idiot that rambles on about nothing. That's me. With that being said, do you want to fire this show up, Claude? 
I'm ready to get it fired up. Let's do it, man. It is. We are going to start where we always start. And what is that? With who's wearing their birthday suit. Whoop, whoop. Yes. February 22nd, man. Uh, uh, a popular day for famous people to have birthdays. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man. We've got George Washington, Rajon Rondo, Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter, Drew oh, Barrymore. Man. All of these people. Famous birthday today. But I didn't choose them. So that's how... That's how exciting this person is that I chose. I think it goes along with some of the topics we are going to talk about today, so keep that in mind. Our birthday suit wearer was born on February 22nd, 1950, in East Meadow, New York, but eventually ended up going to the University of Massachusetts in 1968. That's the first clue. Okay, okay. Any idea? Do you know any famous UMass grads? Not, not off the top of my head. Maybe a couple more clues could, uh, could give me some oh, indication. Oh, don't you worry. The, the next clues <laughs> will will get it there, all right? But Looking forward. For oh, yeah, now. I need them. I need them. Well, don't worry. They'll be coming. They'll be coming. <laughs> um, right now, we are going to move on to Ripped from the Headlines. Jebediah, hit us with the good stuff. Thanks, Jebediah. Always appreciate it. Um, We are going to start off with an interesting story. A man was recently arrested in New York's JFK airport when he tried to walk through security with roughly four pounds of cocaine and four pairs of shoes in his luggage. Say what? I'm, I'm guessing it was evenly dispersed. Roughly a a pound per shoe, I'm guessing. Uh, Or a pound per pair, so a half a pound per shoe, I'm guessing. Had like size 12s or 13s in there. Yeah, mm mm-hmm. The cocaine had an estimated street value, $67,000. Now, I'm not really sure what he was going with for this one. Like, maybe he thought they were just going to think that... Security was going to think that he really loved gold bond foot powder, and they were like, there's a ton, and he likes to keep it in bags for some reason. That's not going to be very helpful with absorbency, but he loves gold bond, am I right? Like, I'm not really sure how he thought he was going to get by security on this one, but he didn't, and he sure did get arrested. Um, Would this be your method of trying to smuggle drugs through JFK Airport, Claude? I feel like I would go with uh, maybe like a secret compartment in a suitcase, something smell-proof. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just putting it right there in the shoe—that's pretty. Blatant. Yeah, that was that uh, feels sort of part. lazy on his part. Right. Yeah. I mean, at least put a little bit of creativity in, into hiding it. Have Have you ever seen the movie Blow with? Uh, I have. Terrific yep. movie. Yeah. Fake bottoms there. Fake bottoms. Yeah. There. I love watch the movie. Maybe he could have learned something. Well, I mean, he got away with it for a really long time. But then again, security wasn't as tight back then. So, has changed a little bit. I will give him a little bit of credit uh, there. Um, but, if Even any listeners... So use a secret compartment, because, I mean, if with security being as tight as it is, I mean, putting it right there in the shoe, wow. Yeah, yeah. but just for, for notice, we don't advise anyone doing that. But I do advise any listeners that haven't seen Blow to see it. Great movie. Um, yes. So, next on the list of ripped from the headlines, uh, Claude, do you know how many different animals can recognize themselves in a mirror? 
Um, I'm just gonna throw out an answer five. Uh, yes, you're you're dead on. Uh, <laughs> uh, the list. No way. In case in case you didn't know, the listeners didn't know out there. Not every animal can recognize themselves in a mirror. You can test this theory out. If you have a cat, just throw a mirror in front of them. They'll freak out. Uh, same with a dog. They don't really get what they're looking at, uh, and they try to attack it. Or if you're a, a gamecock like me and Claude. Uh, you may remember watching a USC football game and seeing actual Sir Spur freak out when our Gamecock mascot freaked out when it saw itself in a mirror. Uh, <laughs> I remembered seeing that on one of the football games and just being like, really? That's our mascot? He doesn't even know what his, what his own reflection looks like and he's trying to fight it? That's just sort of sad. That's not a good, it's not a good mascot. That's just sort of sad. But, Hockey. That's a lot of that's a lot of animals, and, uh, but some of the animals that uh, that do recognize themselves: great apes, dolphins. As we've been over on the show, dolphins, they're a smart group. Uh, <laughs> Asian elephants, Eurasian magpies, and now, due to some new research, we found that we can train rhesus monkeys into recognizing themselves. Scientists in China actually trained these monkeys to recognize themselves. I think I, I think actually the most amazing thing for me of this research was that one of the animals that automatically recognizes itself that doesn't need to be trained to recognize itself is the Eurasian magpie, a bird. I mean, you know, I, I'm not saying that that they're not smart, but you just don't think of a bird as, I mean, and and apparently, very smart animal. But I was like, really? Right up there with great apes, dolphins, and elephants. Magpie. Okay. The listeners, uh, listeners should Google image search magpies and uh, check out how they look. They are beautiful birds. Yes, they are. But, you know, I mean, I, and in this case... Beauty and brains. Good job, magpies. Um, yeah. I mean, beating out a, a Reese's monkey. I mean, Reese's monkeys just make me happy because of, of how cool they look. I just want to party with them every time I see them. They've got their awesome. their cool little hands and their fuzzy little face. And I just, psh, man, if I could have one of those, I would so have that as a pet. You don't even know. Say what? But <laughs> I, I feel like that's sort of illegal, I think. I think that's illegal. Isn't Most it? likely. Yeah. I'm sure you probably have to have some sort of permit or a license. But if any listeners out there have some IRB passing for research and they're looking for something interesting to do, you guys should start uh, training animals to recognize themselves in the mirror. See if you can do that with some other animals. That sounds like some good research clearance that you have, if you have that clearance. I wouldn't suggest it if you don't have the clearance to do so. so. But I'm just saying, it's out Could there. Get some trouble. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, ripped from the headlines, uh, new Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition is out. All Ooh, kinds of different yeah. things. They are celebrating diversity, variety, and uh, all different shapes, sizes, races, everything in this uh, magazine. Along with that, uh, and supporting that idea, Christy Brinkley, posing in the magazine, 63 <clears throat> years old what the kind of magic potion or deal with the devil did she make to look as good as she does 
at 63. If you guys haven't checked out that picture, after you check out Magpies, just go ahead and, and Google search the Christy Brinkley picture or pick up a, a new issue of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit and check it out because it doesn't make sense. Most illogical. She's 63. I mean, the person that's on the cover right now of the magazine, Kate Upton. The last time that Christy Brinkley was on the cover of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition was 82. Kate Upton was negative 11 the last time she was on there, which is a made-up number, obviously. 11 years before she was born. It's ridiculous. Not even thought of yet. I know. It's ridiculous. I compared it when I was telling one of my uh, co-workers about it. I compared it to acid wash jeans. You thought you'd seen the last of them around the 80s, and then boom, <laughs> 2017, what's up, I'm back. What? Hey, she looks She looks terrific. I know, man. Congratulations to her. I don't yeah. know what she did, but she did something her two right. Daughters, I think her two daughters are 30 and 18 in the photo. You know what I, get, you know what I give credit to? Uh, I give the credit of her looking so good at, at 63 to? Total Jim. The Total Gym with Chuck Norris. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those infomercials, but that's oh, what yeah. it is. Her and Chuck yeah. Norris doing the Total Gym. That's why she looks amazing, and that's why Chuck Norris is invincible. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. So, uh, also, ripped from the headlines, big news out of Australia. Scientific research group led by Anthony Stickland. Um, apparently they're getting their research topics from uh, Jim Gaffigan. Because if you ever listen to some Jim Gaffigan stand-up, you know he likes to talk about the troubles of ketchup. It is edgy ketchup, Joe. Well, apparently Dr. Stickland is a biomolecular engineer at the University of Melbourne in Australia. He's came up with a step-by-step instructions that should help your ketchup go with the flow. You want to know the steps? I would love to know the steps. Let me tell you, Claude. It's shake the bottle oh. uh, in the in parentheses with the cap on. So <laughs> don't just go crazy and start shaking it around in your room because ketchup. Could I thought go it was everywhere. like champagne. Just you pop no. it off and go. Don't get don't get nuts with your ketchup. All right, shake the bottle with the cap on. Turn the bottle upside down. Mm-hmm. Oh, crazy. Re- remove the cap. And hold the bottle at a 45-degree angle. And, if necessary, uh, give firm taps to the bottom with the other hand. No way. I know, right? It, these oh. these are the actual instructions. I read these from two different news outlets, the New York Post and the New York Times. And I was like, really? These are the instructions? Is it, isn't this the intuitive way that most everyone gets ketchup out of a bottle? Is there anyone trying a different <laughs> way out there that's like, I don't know, I, I shattered the bottle against a wall, but then all the ketchup's just smeared against the wall. I don't know. I'm lost after that. I, I, don't know I thought you do. grab a straw or something and just start you know, trying to get it to come out that way, funnel it out. <laughs> I And then the other thing is, is, I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know... I, I mean, this is a good solution, I guess, if anybody needs this, but has anybody talked to Dr. Stickland and told him that they came out with an upside-down bottle like 15 years ago? And, I mean, you know, that squeezes and that's it? That it's a plastic bottle and the end? 
apparently his lab advances in science, but but not condiments. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, in case you're wondering, you now have a method to get your ketchup out of a glass bottle in case you either go into an old diner or into a time machine where we don't have those in the past. I don't know. Either way, you've got that now. Are you? It sounds like a 40s problem. Yeah, exactly. So if you ever get in your Wayback Machine and you go to the 1940s and you're like, oh, no, the ketchup, I forgot. This is the biggest problem, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, you don't have a problem anymore, thanks to Dr. Stickler. So, rip from the headlines. All kinds of important news. I have addressed issues that the world needed to know, right, Claude? Very important issues. Those are all, I mean, jeez. World changing. Um, it's now time for a favorite moment. It's now time for the uh, natural moment. Yes, yes. Are you ready for the natural uh, moment, Claude? It's one of my favorite parts of the show. So this is a self-filling biking bottle that pulls water out of thin air. That's right. That's right. Apparently, uh, Austrian designer Christoph Ret- uh, Retizar, I'm, I'm probably screwing that up, Retizar, um, he created a self-filling water bottle that can make water out of thin air. It's a solar-powered bike accessory that uses a Peltelier element to generate water. And it does it at a rate of 0.5 liters of water in an hour. So in an hour, you can get a liter of water just by riding your bike, basically. That's it. And it'll just generate water out of thin air. That's as efficient as it gets. Yeah. I mean, you don't need any. You don't need any. First of all, you're on a bike, so you're not using any gas. You're not polluting the air. You don't have to refill with gas. And then second of all, you can refill yourself with water that you're making out of thin air. That's pretty impressive. You see this catching on, you know, becoming a trend. I I would hope so. I mean, you know, I I I I immediately when I saw this, and apparently it's not out yet. It's just uh, it's a design, and they're they're in creation right now. Um, but I I immediately before I found out that it hadn't been created, tried to find it and buy it because I was going to get one for my uh, bike because I ride my bike all the time. So I was like, yes, I'll do that. That sounds great. Well, you know, you know they make filtered straws now too, like the life straws. So you if you could actually grab one of those, stick that into your liter of water and drink fresh water on your bike. Yes, yes, because you brought up a good point that I did forget to mention. Uh, the, the bike creation does not actually filter the uh, water. It just creates it out of thin air. It doesn't actually filter it, so you need to filter it. If you're in a place like China, doesn't have that great of air quality, might not mm, want to yeah. drink that water. Could possibly die from it. But Yeah, trying to avoid that. Very good product, and they're estimating it will cost somewhere between $25 and $40. That is worth it. That is an awesome oh, yeah. product. And when I mean, it there's, com- so, there's so many bikers um, 
Uh, I work in, like I said, at Half Moon Outfitters, and we deal with a lot of people coming in for for biking, and that would be right up their alley. They would, they so many. That's such a huge market uh, that it, it appeals to. Oh yeah, when that comes out, though, we will be sure to let the listeners know. That has been the natural moment, uh, guys. It is time for one more clue, real quick, before we go to break for who's wearing their birthday suit. Claude, you ready? Yes, yes. Tell me about this UMass grad. Here we go. So, we know that he went to UMass in 1968. Now, I said he, so I gave that away, but I'm okay with that. Um, Okay, yes. Extra clues. Exactly. Our birthday suit wearer was very successful with basketball at UMass and decided to leave early to go into the fairly new ABA Basketball League. And play for the Virginia Squires. Mm. That's right. Virginia Squires. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Okay, think about it. We are going to take a break. And right now, we're going to take a music break here. The Hip Hop Geek, one of my favorites, local from uh, South Carolina, your town, uh, Claude. Local from Columbia, the the Hip Hop Geek. Uh, with hashtag coalition, but we will be right back after this. Keep it locked on the Doc G Show. <laughs> I don't want to sound cocky, but this ain't our first rodeo. <laughs> but some of us are just getting started. All it took was a vision for the mission to start One decision, coalition, now the ticket is ours Hey, hey, now we're on our way Hey, now we're on our way I know the world's been asking you to give the moon and the stars And now you feel my man, I'm building deep inside of your heart So say, hey, now we're on our way I say, hey, now we're on our way Just know the wolves of Green Street are back We brought initiatives forward, now it's on us as a pack To keep them on track <laughs> How do you like the sound of that? And what sound is that? Some of you might ask, I'll tell you. That's the sound of a force taking course for the students. It's a passion of magic. Taking action, asking who is the ones who full of prudence. The opposite of foolish. As the old saying goes, if the shoe fits, yeah, I don't want to lose you. Just building the momentum. It couldn't happen sooner. If I said it, then I meant it. Eyes on the prize, and we know the maneuvers. Put your lighters in the sky. Let's ignite our future. All it took was a vision for the mission to start. One decision, coalition, now the ticket is on. Hey, now we're on our way, I say Hey, now we're on our way I know the world's been asking you to give the moon and the stars And now you feel momentum building deep inside of your heart So say, hey, now we're on our way, I say Hey, now we're on our way Sustain our old traditions, but maintain the operation Keep our observations on to maximize the concentration Innovation indicates legitimate participation When improvement interacts with motivation, it's contagious I'm the hip-hop geek, now bring back the beat All of the spurs start to strut on the street Don't you know you mad and got a purpose in life? If you woke up, you're winning and now you're earning your stripes So it's time to be real and be there, hear it Carolina with your palmetto spirit 8200 warriors congregated at Cockstock Just watch y'all cause next homecoming we'll rock your socks off Unless of course you're wearing flip flops In that case I'd say it's on the love piece and hip hop But don't press your luck cause there's no time for any chances Only three names you should know are Lord O'Good, Rowan, Francis yeah, All it took was a vision for the mission to start One decision, coalition, not a ticket is ours Hey, hey 
I say, hey, now we're on our way. I say, hey, now we're on our way. It's crazy how life puts you in situations sometimes, and you have no idea why you're there or what role you're supposed to take. But as you progress down that road, you begin to realize that you've got strengths and ideas that are unique and benefiting everyone else. You know, you find your purpose and figure out that it's no coincidence at all that you're where you're at when you're there. All it took was a vision for the mission to start One decision, coalition, now the ticket is ours Hey, hey, now we're on our way Hey, now we're on our way I know the world's been asking you to give the moon and the stars And now you feel momentum building deep inside of your hearts I say, hey, now we're on our way I say, hey, now we're on our way And we are back, guys. You heard the hip-hop geek with hashtag coalition. Good jam from our buddy, the hip-hop geek. You are listening to the Doc G Show on Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP in Jacksonville, 95.5 FM. So, it is time for the sports section of our show. Claude's favorite time, am I right? Oh, the, the best time. My favorite time for sure. So first off, let me say, uh, when it comes to sports, one of my favorite shows uh, is Jalen and Jacoby. I do enjoy those guys. Uh, they were taking calls the other day from listeners, as they tend to do on their show, and one of their listeners said, hey, why don't you do a whole show about Michael Jordan? And I said, yes. Logical. But <laughs> they said, no. What? What? Let me go Uh, ahead and say, on the record, if there is a listener out there that wants me to ramble on about Michael Jordan for an entire show, I can totally do that. Let me tell you something, Claude. I was spoiled as far as basketball goes. And my first real memory of watching NBA basketball was Michael Jordan playing in the 91 finals against the Lakers. And from that point on, I did not miss a Michael Jordan game that was on regular TV. Uh, I didn't have cable at that time, so, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a dude, right, that Michael Wilbaum said, whatever you paid to see Michael Jordan, it wasn't enough. You knew that every night out, you were going to see the greatest concert of your life. And that's true, because I saw him in person. And believe me, it was even better in person than it was on TV. And when could you saw- imagine? Could you imagine the money that he would demand in today's market? Oh yeah, exactly. It'd be ridiculous. It would be ridiculous. But I mean, that's it's the, the, this guy, Michael Jordan, the, Larry Bird, one of the greatest players ever, said he was God disguised as Michael Jordan. Like that's <laughs> that's how Larry Bird described this guy. George Carl, one of the best one of the best coaches out there, said. You would physically have to tear his heart out from keeping him from playing. And that is that is true. I mean, six 
Six titles, six finals MVPs, five MVPs. And let's be honest, he could have won every MVP from 87 to 98 easily. Even even the years he played baseball, they would have given it to him. Hakeem Olajuwon might have something to say with you about that. No, no. Sorry. Sorry, Dream. You wouldn't have got it. You want an hour of all Jordan? I could give it, man. I could sing the gospel of MJ. I saw the man walk on water. Better yet, I saw the man walk on air. I saw it happen. It was hey, beautiful. Do it. The champ is here. MJ. Mm. It was his birthday, by the way, last week uh, on the 17th. So if you didn't wish Michael Jordan uh, uh, best birthday wishes, which of course I did because me and him are super close, and I was like, hey, MJ, happy birthday. And he was like, oh, Doc G, my gosh, that's the most meaningful birthday wish I've ever got because you're Doc G. And I was like, no problem. No, no problem, bro. That's that's a lie, by the way, everybody. I don't know Michael Jordan. Don't don't, don't assume that. Um, so uh, let's talk about what actually happened in the NBA this past weekend, which would be the All Star Game, right? Oh yes. So the All Star Weekend this past weekend, the uh, West Coast Conference pulling out the win. But let's talk about the weekend as a whole. Shall we? Because we all know there's all kinds of fun and games associated with the weekend. So we had the th- three-point conference, uh, three-point competition, right? Who did you think was going to win, Claude? I, the favorite was I, I thought was Clay Thompson to repeat. I I figured he'd come out and he he did well last year. I thought he might have it again. I was very surprised how it ended up. Amen. Right. I mean, Splash Brother back in it. I thought he was going to take it for a for a third year in a row for a Splash Brother. But no, uh, another Gordon, not a Doc Gordon, but Aaron Gor- Eric Gordon stole the show. Right. Nailed oh, yeah. those threes, man. I couldn't believe it. He was he was on fire at the end of Waggy, the round. Swaggy P was one of my sleepers as well. Even I saw Paul Pierce tweeted he had Swaggy in it, and uh, I was disappointed to see Nick Young kind of drop off. There. Yeah, he really did not make any noise there. I was surprised that Thompson didn't even make it to the finals, though. Didn't even make it to the finals. You had he didn't make it, he didn't make it to the second round. Yeah, you had Kyrie Irving and and Gordon for the final. Uh, and then they actually went into overtime, and uh, Mr. World is Flat did not make it uh, as champion. Uh, Gordon was your champion. Woo! Exciting. Then let's move on to the uh, skills challenge, right? Uh, the Unicorn won the skills challenge. In case you're not up on uh, on nicknames, Unicorn being Port Zingus, Kripstop, Kripstop, Kipstop. How do you? Chris stops. Chris stops. Porzingis. Chris stops. Yes. Yes. Uh, what's wrong with this league when a seven-two dude wins the skills challenge? I mean, no offense. I know he's very skilled, and he obviously showed it in the skills challenge. But you're telling me there's not a guard in this league that can beat this dude? I mean, half the guards come up to like his belly button. This dude's enormous. And he won the skills challenge? Say what? I had Isaiah Thomas winning the, the skills challenge for me. And, and right? What was it? Gordon Hayward ended up in the finals as well. I mean, 
literally. It, out of out of anyone, you'd think, you know, I, I get Kristaps is the unicorn, but you'd think Anthony Davis could do a little better than Kristaps at this point. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's like you said. I would I would have thought Isaiah Thomas, too. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a foot and seven inches shorter than him. He's got to have a little bit more agility than that dude, or it's just not and fair. Quickness, yeah. Come on. Uh, speaking of, you know, amazing European sensations, the world beat the U.S. in the Rising Stars Challenge of the uh, All-Star Weekend, 150 to 141, which I got to say, not too surprising, let's be honest. I mean, you know, the world is producing some pretty amazing basketball stars, am I right? Oh, definitely. Uh, ton of uh, Most of the talent that we're getting in the NBA, um, they end up going to school and are considered a lot of people will know them as, um, you know, American players. But once they get to the NBA and their nationality becomes more um, important, uh, they get classified as far as, you know, if, if they're playing for Team USA or Team whoever it may be. Um, they, they've got a ton of talent, man. Got to step up, U.S. What are you doing? Come on. Come on, America. Come on. Um, Bring it home. Exactly. Uh, uh, Play the Rocky theme. Get them psyched up or something. Um, uh, The Celebrity Game. East won the Celebrity Game. I'm going to have to say, bit of a letdown. You know, we had some Kevin Hart for the last several years. That was exciting. He did ridiculous things. And we traded Kevin Hart for Peter Rosenberg. It's not exactly the trade I'm looking for. And then we had... We had Jamel Hill and Michael Smith, and they're all right. I mean, I, I don't mind their shows, but, uh, man, is ESPN promoting the crap out of that six, man, the ESPN six. I, I, I told you during the break, if I'm going to have anybody in a new spot on ESPN, give it to Bomani. I would rather have Bomani in there than anybody else, but they are really trying to sell that six. I don't know. The celebrity game for me, mm wasn't that exciting this year and master p good yeah. lord come on bro yeah. well i you know last year i i enjoyed watching t-mac go out and jack up three after three i was excited to see baron davis and you know he was making his d-league comeback uh currently and him and um i think it was uh what white chocolate were going mm-hmm. out of two nba all-stars and white chocolate uh, jason jason williams is actually playing in the three on three the big three league the ice cube out. league yes yeah yeah i can't wait to see that alan iverson's headlining with a ton of other nba All-Stars, fun, but yeah fun fact this isn't on my uh who cares or interesting fact but do you know who jason williams graduated with from high school that went to the nfl um michael vick no, but that's a good guess. And I, I could see that. He's from Virginia. But Jason Williams from West Virginia, Randy Moss. Oh, man. Did he really? Same. Great. If you haven't seen it, Rand University, 30 for 30. Oh. Fantastic. And yes, can you believe that? They were on the same team. They won the state championship, not too surprisingly. But Randy Moss. Can you imagine being Jason. in high school and seeing Jason Williams throwing alley oops to Randy Moss in yeah. the game? Yeah, I don't. I I think it's safe to say he had no problem grabbing those oops. No problem. That is, I mean, that would have been such an awesome high school game. I wouldn't have missed. I probably wouldn't have made the team, 
considering that's the talent that they're on. But I can tell you, I wouldn't have missed a game. That's for sure. But the speaking of speaking of dunks, let's talk about the most popular item of the uh, All Star Weekend, which would be the dunk contest. Which for me, wah, 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 is a little bit of a letdown. I'm gonna be honest. No offense to Glenn Robinson the third, he did a great job. His last dunk was impressive. Uh, but I gotta ask you, overall, were you impressed? I was not impressed. Uh, Aaron Gordon, he's the favorite coming in. He, uh, you know, he was. Ta- I, they were so. I honestly think more fans thought he won last year than than who's uh, than who thought Zach Levine won. Even though they both, I mean, if you could have given them both the award, they both deserved it last year. That uh, I think it was Aaron Gordon had the uh, what was it the through the legs under the legs dunk mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that was so crazy. But uh, this year, yeah, I expected him to come out and do a lot better, and he didn't. I, you know, about a year ago, I saw these uh, Instagram videos um, and highlights on YouTube of uh, Derek Jones Jr., and I was like, who is this kid? He's crazy. I mean, he can dunk. Uh, he can do any type of dunk, and he looked like he was uh, a little nervous last yeah, night. Yeah, well, I think so. Aaron Gordon, I think— or not he, last night, excuse me. I, I think he came in—I uh, think he came in a little bit— I, I don't want to say cocky. I think he just came in feeling like he deserved the award. Yes! Which, yeah. I mean, in, in a way he did, like you said. But I think, uh, you know, he, he didn't come in with the same bravado. And then on top of that, he was already somewhat injured, as they said. Uh, so, ah, his dunks, you know. And then that was the thing that I told you during the break, that all of them, it was like... Guys, did you practice your dunks? Because, I mean, that was the thing with Glenn Robinson. I'll give him. He didn't miss a single dunk. I was like, spot on, my man. Spot on. Yeah. But, you know, everybody. Well, that was something last year, too, was that they, they nailed almost every one of their dunks right off the bat. And this year, it's taken them multiple attempts. And it gets everybody kind of like, you know, their morale's a little down compared to. Well, compared the to mystique goes the away because, like, the first dunk, you're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. But if, but if they have to do it 13 times you know exactly and then it's just sort of like finishing like a book report for work you're just like uh finally got it done there okay good (laughs) like you know nobody wants to see that and deandre jordan let's be honest he has amazing dunks but you're just not if you're not dwight howard you're not gonna win it as a big guy it's just i mean he sort of did the impossible Dwight Howard as far as winning it as a big guy. But Derek hey. Jones, I expect in the future, I think Derek Jones is going to have a comeback. If he can stay in the league long enough, right. he's got to right. get some more minutes to actually be able to stay in the league. But if he does, I think uh, I think he can win it. He does have some very impressive dunks. Which brings me to the next point. What's your favorite dunk ever in a dunk contest? Oh, there's so many good ones. Uh, you have uh, Dwight Superman. You've got Nate Robinson coming back with the kryptonite. But, you know, I one of my all-time favorites, I know you'll love this and appreciate it, the MJ uh, from the sideline dunk, mm. uh, the baseline. The baseline dunk was uh, on the side. The way that he, I think actually ESPN Sports Science did, uh, did a study on that and how ridiculous it was, the angle he jumped at. Uh, that one, and then I'd have to go with uh, Vince Carter's 360 windmill. Uh, that one's right there with it too. So I'd probably say those. So I'm. It's tough for me to give one 
in the dunk contest. That's why I asked, because there's a lot of them that during the dunk contest, I'm just like, that's ridiculous. And, you know, I I actually might not give uh, MJ the best dunk ever in, in a dunk contest. Um, but I do have to say, without a doubt, I know my favorite dunk in a game. And my favorite dunk in a game is when Vince Carter jumped over the 7-4 French player in the uh, Olympics. Yeah. Which, if you want to Google something while listening to this show, Google that. Because you will have to watch it like five times after you watch it. This is a 6-7 man in Vince Carter jumping over a 7-4 man in a game. Like, this isn't some dunk contest, hey, I've lined up four people. This was in a game, and Vince Carter came down the court and was like, what should I do? There's this guy in my way. Oh, you know what? I'll just jump over him. Like, who's Kevin, Gar- Kevin Garnett's just standing there laughing after the play he, was over. You, he li- you, you <laughs> see in the video, uh, Kevin Garnett literally doesn't know what to do at first. Like, after he dunks, right after, he's just like, did, did, did that just happen? Did he just jump over that guy? Yeah. Like, it's just, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, Vince Carter was set up to be, as far as his younger career, the best dunker ever. Like, he had a 48-inch vertical, and he was 6'7", and his wingspan was like 7'2", or something ridiculous like that. And he still gets up every now and then. I'm glad we agree on Vince Carter, though, because... Like I said, that 360 windmill's there. But if I had to choose, I'm glad you said the favorite dunk because there's a difference, I think, between the best dunk and the favorite dunk. Mm -hmm. And as far as the best dunk, yeah, maybe the Vince Carter windmill's right there for me. But the favorite dunk was years ago, Gerald Green and his uh, Mm. blowing the candle out of the cupcake. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's my favorite, I think. Nice. I I mean, I... I remember that dunk. I don't know if I'd give it my favorite, but I definitely, I definitely did like that dunk. But I think I got a over, big sweet tooth. I think oh, <laughs> that's that's the reason. I love sweets, <laughs> so you know, cupcakes. What do you know? Uh, yeah. I hear Kevin Durant likes them too. Hey, um, that's right. That's fired. That's that's exactly. I'm sure he'll be really offended by this this show that he totally listens hey, he and, to. He and Russ had a good time this past weekend avoiding uh, each other. Of course, of course. Uh, both of them trying to act like they didn't know the other was there. Um, but yeah, I I would have to say overall, my favorite dunk competition was the Vince Carter. I mean through and through as far as all dunks that he did that year i mean it was it was ridiculous like every single dunk was amazing and he didn't miss he only he only had to redo one the whole time and like all of them were just i mean ridiculous i mean the arm in the basket one the i mean they're just all all freakish dunks amazing hey let me let me ask you a quick question off the top of your head real fast if you had to choose four of your uh, top dunkers for a dunk contest tonight, who would it be? And all time. All time. Uh, Michael Jordan, um, Vince Carter, Dominique Wilkins, uh, Julius Irving. Top four oh, right there. That, that's amazing. 
terrific lineup. I I had the exact same ones minus Dr. J. I had Zach Levine in there just because I, he was. That's true. I I could represent the new school because he did bring back a lot of you know a lot of that flair, and that's the thing that I felt was missing from a lot yeah. of the recent dunks was that sort of finesse that beauty of the dunk and Zach Levine definitely has it in there I mean he has that like is he floating which really makes me sad by the way that he might not be able to ever do that again because of his injury but hopefully when he comes back from the ACL he'll be able to do it I don't know yeah Zach if you're listening good luck man hope for a speedy recovery hopefully man speaking of who's wearing their birthday suit we weren't but I'm gonna bring it back um, we've got one more clue, and I'm thinking this one might give it away, especially uh, what we've been talking about. But here it is. Yes. He ended up uh, having to play in the NBA after the ABA merged with the NBA in 1976. He started okay. playing for the 76ers, but before... The NBA merged with the ABA in 1976. He uh, performed in the first ABA slam dunk contest, winning it with a slam dunk from the foul line. This, uh, I, I, I thought this was who it was before. Now I'm positive. We're going to go back who we were just speaking of, uh, Dr. Julius Irving. Hit it up. There it is. Give us, give us the celebration. Yes. Yes, I mean I couldn't I couldn't not go with Dr. J. Uh, Dr. J's birthday today, February twenty second, uh, and I know yes I did go over to the first president of this uh, of this country, and I did go over the crocodile hunter and several other famous people, but just because the All Star Weekend, because everything else, I had to go for Dr. J. Oh, oh man, how could you not? Uh, he's the doctor. He is the original. Those Dr. Pepper commercials he was doing a couple years ago, those those killed. Mhm. I this guy, he 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 dominated and I recently just watched his documentary. If you haven't seen the NBA docu- a documentary that they did on him, I would suggest anyone listening out there go watch it. I know we're giving you a lot of assignments today and I apologize for the <laughs> listeners for that. But think think like Allen Iverson, but you know the, the late 70s Allen Iverson and he was that trendsetter that really you know I mean he when the ABA joined with the NBA you know they folded and the teams went over it was he was that guy that really uh, he brought a lot of fans over with him as well but the thing that I'll give Dr. J that sort of sets him aside from Allen Iverson and Allen Iverson was I mean like you said he was a trendsetter but Allen Iverson also rubbed a lot of 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 people the wrong way and Dr. J was just universally liked. He was so, yeah. just yeah. such a good spokesperson, such a uh, good person. Like, I mean, and so well-liked by everybody that nobody had anything negative to say about him. Uh, he right. was NBA champion in 83, finally took him a while, uh, and people were wondering if he'd be able to do it, but he finally got the NBA championship, two-time ABA champion, uh, three-time ABA MVP, uh, NBA MVP, uh, slam dunk winner, uh, retired his jersey at several different places, uh, considered one of the 50th, uh, 50th anniversary all-time team of the NBA, uh, and, as I said, for that clue, the first guy to dunk it from the foul line. And yeah. the amazing thing, too, was that he did that when he was in high school 
when he was only 6-3, he jumped wow. from the foul line and dunked it. Yeah. So, it was super impressive. Uh, yeah. Right now, before uh, we take a break, we're going to have to go through this fast, but we are going to do uh, what I've been doing the last several weeks, which is interesting fact or who cares. So, are you ready to do a little interesting fact or who cares, Claude? I need to know these interesting facts. Okay, so here's the deal. I'm going to give you a fact, and you're going to tell me either that's an interesting fact or I don't care. Who cares? Okay, so here we go. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this. Kawhi Leonard, enormous hands. His yeah. uh, nickname, the Claw. His uh, his hand from the bottom of the palm to the top of the middle finger, eleven point two five inches. That's almost four inches longer than my hand. Interesting fact, or who cares? I'm going to say interesting fact, and for the listeners, the reason being it is because if you are going to dunk a basketball or if you are trying to go around a defender, if you have hands the size of Kawhi the Claw Leonard's, you can hold that ball out where the defender can't get it, which makes it so much easier for you to score the basket. So That's I'm going to say interesting fact. Ridiculous hand right there. Um, yeah. Vince Carter this past weekend past Allen Iverson on the all-time scoring list to become number 23 with 24,371 points. Interesting fact, who cares? Normally I'd say interesting fact, but who cares at this point because Vince Carter's playing his career out. It was only a matter of time. That's true. That's true. Good point. Uh, The Knicks are the most valuable franchise at $3.3 billion, according to Forbes, followed by the Lakers at $3 uh, billion, followed by Golden State, at $2.6 billion. Interesting fact, or who cares? I say who cares. Uh, James Dolan is not making the Knicks look too hot as of late, so, you know, if they're at the top of any list, I guess that's good for them. But that, that's cares? amazing to, yeah, that's amazing to me that they can still be at the top of that list. Here's right. Here's one. The 1971-72 Lakers have the highest point differential in history with an average win of 12.28 points right now. Right now, the Golden State Warriors are beating opponents by 12.8 points per game. Interesting fact, or who cares? I say interesting fact. You look at the two teams and you see the bench depth. I think those Lakers teams uh, through through the years had much more uh, bench depth. So I say interesting fact. All right, here we go. Last one. Watching the HBO documentary Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, A Courtship of Rivals, I recently saw that they were talking about Magic Johnson going through high school and they were talking to his high school coach, George Fox, and he said Magic was the first guy he knew to have a posse. Not with just black kids, but a whole lot of white kids. Interesting fact, or who cares? Interesting fact. Can Phil Jackson hear this, please? I know. Can LeBron James hear this, Mm -hmm. please? Filmed in 2010, if you want to go watch it. He says, (laughs) posse... White kids and black kids, first guy to have it, Magic Johnson. There you go. When we Boom. spoke about this on the show a couple of weeks ago, I even said I, I I went to a school that was predominantly African-American. It was like 95 98% African-American. And in no way when we used that terminology was it you know, negative or derogatory towards anybody. Well, I was wondering after he said that if, you know, they were going to throw this guy George Fox in jail or something for saying that. But, you know, maybe, they didn't. 
Maybe it's an NBA champion thing. Is you just gotta if you have a ring, it changes. I don't know. Maybe. All right, guys, we are going to take another musical break. We're going to hear a little Mark Carson, and just so you know, Mark Carson is coming into our studios next weekend, so that will be exciting. Uh, we're going to hear some uh, Mark Carson with Bandwagon. We will be right after this. Keep it locked on the Doc G Show. In the journey for dough, don't even reach you already. Let go, but you hop on the ride in the seat where it goes. Fixing the hole with correct syllables. Then we go back in the road with the flow. Your girl in my buck up and see to get low. Having a singing and I'm at your And look at the flow. Water the rough, go flip a little bow. Number the MCs who come in and get me, cause none of them real if they talk about really. Look at my wagon, I got about 20. We're room in the back, it's enough to hold plenty. Side is equipped with the double space entry. I'm powerful engine that runs off an envy. Ride on 24 spokes piece. All that chrome is a joke to me. Another piece of oak in a circle we go. Simply hold space, connect. Yeah. 
right, guys, we are back. That was Mark Carson Bandwagon, as I said before. Good jam. Uh, as I said before, he is going to be in the studios with the Doc G Show next week, so that will be very exciting. Can't wait yes. to have him here. He's going to be down in Jacksonville. Hopefully, we'll get to ask him some questions about his rap style, about his his verses, the way he likes to spit his lyrics, all that kind of stuff. Be good stuff, man. Um, so... It's about that time, Claude, for Paul Rudd update, man. Oh, Paul Rudd. You know, I mentioned earlier there's some, uh, the sports section of the show is my favorite section, but I all of the sections are my favorite sections, <laughs> and Paul Rudd is amazing to talk about. You know, it's like eating a good meal. Everything in the meal is your favorite. You don't know what to point out. You're just like, uh, <laughs> I loved the des- well, the on- uh, the appetite. I can't decide. It was all oh. awesome. That's and that's what you get on the Doc G show. You get a you get a smorgasbord of terrific food. Exactly. Except it's food for your ears and entertainment yes. for your soul. So food for your thoughts. Exactly. Uh, so Paul Rudd had his uh, benefit as we had talked about before, which was on the thirteenth, and uh, he didn't make it there, but. He did uh, video in. He gave a little video in from his uh, recording session in Prague. As we also mentioned, he's now making a movie called The Catcher Was a Spy, which is about a guy that was in the uh, major leagues and decided that he was going to do some spy activity after he was a catcher, and he became uh, he was involved in espionage for a while afterwards. He's making a movie about that. Well, he uh, videoed in and said, Hey, guys, sorry I couldn't make it, but uh, don't worry, I'll pay you back. And he specifically uh, said he was going to pay back the hostess of the night, which was Hamilton's Brandon Victor Dixon, insinuating that he wouldn't mind doing a little acting in the play Hamilton. So everybody was a buzz, excited about the possibility that Paul yeah. Rudd possibly could be in the theater world possibly uh, lending his hand in Hamilton. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb, Claude, and say you haven't seen Hamilton. Have you seen Hamilton? The only Broadway play that I've seen is uh, all the way about President Lyndon Johnson, and um, Brian Cranston played the part. Absolutely great play. I've not seen Hamilton, but anything, you know, Paul Rudd on Broadway sounds amazing. You want to know the only Broadway play that I've seen? Of mice and men. No, oh, good guess. I do. I do love that book. It's a good book. Um, but no, cats. Cats. That was the one. The I, I think. I think it still is the the longest uh, play on Broadway. I think it was the long. I'd have to check that out. I think it was. Is that is that the reason that you saw that one? Yeah. Well, it, it basically it was out forever. And my <laughs> band director, when we went on a trip to New York, was like, "Hey, guess what? We're going to see cats." And since I was uh, 17 and in the band and had no choice in the decision, I was like, okay, we're going to see Cats. And and I don't really remember too much of the show aside from being like, man, these cats are everywhere. Because they'd literally just be like, you know, jumping (laughs) out of like, you know, the seats and stuff. And you'd just be like, oh, what the, wow, where are you coming from? Like, it was pretty crazy like that but i did see cats so i guess uh, if you go to see cats expect to see some cats yeah yeah exactly the 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 title is not misleading but um paul rudd 
He could be coming in Hamilton. So just another dimension of what apparently is already a great place. So Paul Rudd just got his hands in everything, as per usual. Uh, I mean, Claude, can I ask you something? Please, ask me anything. Did we just have an amazing effing show right now? Is that what happened? I've never uh, I've never heard a better show in my life. I know, man. I think we did just have the best magic, show. Magic just happened. These listeners, I mean, their ears have got to just be on fire. Guys, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think I can say any more except that this has been the Doc G Show. I am Doc G. With me has been... Claude. That is... I'm looking hey. for you. Claude can... <laughs> I'm right here, Claude Lathan. Hey, thanks, guys. Y'all have been terrific. There we go. Okay. Uh, and until next week, zip it up and zip it out.